0: It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's a Sports, sports Rush with, with Brett Rump. Rump. Day, Three ball, that's Landis. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Clark, 11 yards, touchdown! Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! Older and I'm wiser. Yeah, well you're half right. What is this amateur hour? This is
1: gonna be huge. I believe this is gonna be our finest hour. Just when I think you've said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That boy ain't right. The simplest way to put it? I have problems. Welcome to the alleged show.
2: Oh
1: yeah, here we go. Time to take you home on a Tuesday. As I get my breath, because I just was yelled at by my producer. I was at the other end of the hallway, and he's, you know, what scared me, what really got me to sprint, and not much gets me to sprint these days, is when he said, I'm going to start the show. Whew, man, did I run then. <laughs> I knew that I knew that would get that you in. Would, That would get me running down the hall. Uh, now I'm out of breath, but, uh, welcome to the sports rush, your daily local sports fix four to six Brett Rump with Adam Lundy, almost guest host today. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to be talking tin caps baseball. They've got their promotional schedule. That's out. Morgan Olson, the tin caps assistant director of marketing and promotions is going to join us also, uh, coming up at hour number two. Uh, we've got Kent Sterling and of course with Kent, We'll talk Colts. We'll talk Indiana football or Indiana football. Indiana basketball. What season is it? Uh, oxygen deprivation. You know, that's that sprint. Hey, man. I'm still I'm, trying I'm, to catch my breath from the run down the hall. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like we'd start the show at the same time every day, well, Brett. I would have had time. Now, now here's my problem. Okay. The reason you caught me with ex- not running a little bit late. Um, I stopped at the vending machine. And you know I have a soda of choice. I certainly do. Put in my uh, credit card, push the button. And then I was looking down and talking to you, not paying attention, and then realized it was out of my selection. Ooh. And so then I had wasted like 15 seconds and I had to pick another soda and wait for it to come through the machine so uh, the the fact is, I would have been like 20 seconds ahead of when I actually got here. It's the vending machine's fault. Yeah, it's the so it cost me the sprint. But uh, Ken Sterling will join us in hour number two. Also, Blackhawk Christian Braves first year coach Matt Roth. What a tough position he was put into. Uh, I mean, in some ways it's a blessing to take over such a successful program with such good kids, but uh, at the same time. Uh, the bar has been established after a successful, very successful career for Mark Davidson. who Unfortunately, we lost to cancer uh, last spring. And so uh, Matt Roth will join us to talk about what it's like taking over for someone who truly was a legend at Blackhawk Christian. And uh, the success that they've had this year and preparing for the sectional tournament, which will start next week. Coming up on Friday, we've got high school basketball right here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This should be a really good one. Homestead is at Norwell. Michael McIntyre has the call. The postgame show comes your way from the Wayndale Pizza Hut. So you're invited to tune in and join in on Friday night as high school basketball Homestead Norwell from the castle. Brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy and the Parkview Sports Medicine post-game show. All your scores. And, of course, they're going to go through on the post-game show and get you all set for next week's sectional. Uh, If you've missed any of the draw, they'll go through all of the draw. They'll probably pick sectional favorites. That's all coming up this Friday here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Uh, What do you got, Adam? If you were to start the show... What what it what would you have to start the show? Maybe I should have. When you said that and made that <laughs> made that threat, maybe I should have just gone the other direction.
0: Oh man, I'd probably be talking about how. I better. say,
1: okay, Smarty, you want to <laughs> yell at me that way? Go ahead, start the show. Good luck. What prep you done? I haven't done any prep. I know you're looking at my sheet to see if there's, your, if there's any good notes. Steal your stories. There's any good notes here. <laughs> no, uh, I I I really was just gonna say, hey, welcome to the Sports Rush. Uh, Brett will be here in just a moment. <laughs> Brett, Brett, Brett will be here in a moment. Brett, hurry up, get that soda. Yeah, get that soda. Uh, anyway, uh, Colts news today. Bubba Ventrone has been uh, asked, uh, the the Cleveland Browns asked for permission to talk to Bubba Ventrone about a special teams coordinator position with the Cleveland Browns. Would Bubba Ventrone be on the move? There are some that are reporting that they believe it's a done deal and that Bubba Ventrone wants to go to Cleveland and will end up back with the Browns. There are others that uh, think not so fast. The Colts will do anything they can to keep Bubba Ventrone and they can put the brakes on it if it is a lateral move. And so uh, those that cover the Colts are saying that Bubba Ventrone is a very important influence, not just with special teams, which he's done a fantastic job coaching the special teams. I mean, if you remember last year, Colts ended up with an injured punter. They had to replace their kicker. Uh, and, and special teams has never been an issue for the Colts. And so Bubba Ventron's done a nice job with them. But uh, we're not sure what's going on as far as uh, what his level of interest is in the Cleveland Browns. But I'm still curious, what is going on with Gus Bradley? You know, if you're going to hire defensive coaches, isn't the first thing you want to have in place your defensive coordinator? So when you hire your linebackers coach and your safeties coach and uh, your your uh, defensive line coach, that all of them know who they're going to be reporting to because in the chain of command, those Coaches, the position coaches would be answering to the defensive coordinator. Uh, and, and, and Gus Bradley was already on the staff. This isn't somebody that Shane Steichen has to negotiate coming with him from Philadelphia. This is somebody that's already on staff in house. You would think in the matter of a day or two, they could have settled any kind of contract. And gotten Gus Bradley announced as the defensive coordinator that he's staying on staff. Why is there a delay? That's a question so far that hasn't been answered. But I'm certainly asking, why is there a delay in naming Gus Bradley as the defensive coordinator? He did, uh, you know, he did have coaching experience. He was bypassed for the interim job by Jeff Saturday. Didn't seem that there was interest from Gus Bradley to become the next Colts head coach, although there was on the part of Bubba Ventrone, and we don't know if that's anything behind his uh, interest in going back to Cleveland, is that he felt like he was uh, not given a fair opportunity to be the Colts head coach. I, I don't know, but uh, I'm I'm anxiously awaiting news about Gus Bradley one way or the other. Let us know. If he's not going to be the next defensive coordinator, let's just say that the Colts and Gus Bradley have agreed to mutually part ways and that the Colts are currently looking for their next defensive coordinator. Let's go ahead and announce it instead of keeping everybody hanging Four six eight six two Parkview Sports Madison, text line. Speaking of coaches, I don't know if you caught this, but, uh, you know, Eric Bieniemy leaving the Kansas City Chiefs, leaving what you feel like as a security blanket with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes it's like an offensive coordinator cannot fail in Kansas City you know you feel that way in fact proof will be that Matt Nagy is set to take over as the offensive coordinator to replace Eric Bieniemy that's proof you cannot fail as an offensive coordinator at Kansas City we know about Matt Nagy's term as a Chicago Bears head coach but but the truth is Eric Bieniemy was in a no-win situation He was never going to get full credit for what was happening in Kansas City. It was always going to be credited to either Andy Reid or it was going to be credited to Patrick Mahomes. If he was ever going to be respected for the job he did as an offensive coordinator, and there's a lot of speculation as to what is that job that he did, he was going to have to do it outside that shadow because as far as as long as he was with the Kansas City Chiefs organization that was Andy Reid's offense that was Andy Reid's creativity his play design it was Patrick Mahomes' execution it had nothing to do with Eric Bieniemy he was nothing more than a figurehead on the sideline and so Eric Bieniemy had to decide what's best for my future and the only way he was going to move forward if he was willing to take great risks to fail Because going to Washington, he's taking a real risk that he could completely fail. But if he is successful with Washington, he'll be highly sought after as a potential head coach. And so he had to determine, is it about now or is it about where I want to be five years from now? And if I want to be a head coach five years from now my best path might be, and maybe even before five years from now, my best path might be to go where there's great risk but high reward. Because in Kansas City, it was a very safe position. You know, it's like getting a job where you're always going to get a safe base income, but your money's never going to go up, but your money's never going to go down, and they're probably never going to fire you. Okay, And that's what Eric Bieniemy basically was in Kansas City. He held a position that he didn't have to be responsible for a whole lot because there was the creative offensive mind of Andy Reid running things, and there were other people like the passing game coordinator that, that helped with Patrick Mahomes, quarterbacks coach. You had a number of other people in that Kansas City staff that really could do a lot of the dirty work, where Eric Bieniemy didn't have to do a lot. And in fact, LaShawn Shady McCoy brought this up on Speak, the show that's on FS1, in talking about Eric Bieniemy and the Eric Bieniemy as an offensive coordinator that he knows. And this is what LaShawn Shady McCoy had to say.
0: I hope he doesn't, but I think he will. What's his value? What makes him a good officer coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all. Right? When the plays are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about officer coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you what Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I asked about Eric B. Enemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film or practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Mm. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings. You got to run the installs. That last issue I have with him is, what makes Andy Reid so great? Not the call the, the play calls which we see that. Which I mean that's one of it. But the other thing is like adapting to the players. For well, beginning me, he's my first practice, I couldn't believe it. He's dog coaching. he dog cussing the players. I'm like, not just the regular players, Kelsey, you know, you know other players. So it's like it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because he's a black coach and i love to see black coaches win also he's a running back coach running back coach will never get a chance to be true. office coordinators the yep. last one was like anthony lynn so i want that to, 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 to do well for him but if i have to do my job and be honest my thing is just where is the true value at
1: former nfl running back Lashawn shady mccoy talking about eric the enemy and like i said to me it's High risk, but high reward, and he was never going to have the opportunity of that high reward. And I think he came to the realization of that after he's gone through enough of these interviews, and he's probably learned from these teams when they passed on him that it was uh, they were just leery about what his role actually was with the Kansas City Chiefs. Four six eight six two is Parkview Sports Medicine text line. It's Tuesday. Want to get you involved with the show, and we're going to give you a chance to win. Coming up in hour number two, because we've got. Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia. That comes up just after 5 o'clock. Also on the way, we've got Morgan Olson from the Tin Caps Marketing and Promotions Department. We've got Ken Sterling. We've got Matt Roth, coach of the Blackhawk Christian Brace. Pack. show today on a Tuesday. Stay right there. This is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. (laughs) Back on the Sports Rush, your daily local Sports Fix 4 to 6. Is it Kate Flannery? Am I saying the name right? I'm not looking it up. From the office, the redhead that's on the office, she's going to be appearing at the Tin Caps sitcom night coming up this year. And, uh, well, we're going to talk all promotions. Morgan Olson from the Tin Caps is going to be joining us. Not only have they announced their promotional calendar, but they've also announced a free breakfast.
0: I'm there. Yeah,
1: that gets our attention when we hear about free breakfast. But uh, I'm also out of town during free breakfast. Ooh, that means two free breakfasts for me. That, well, and it and it also helps in their budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, certainly. They yeah. don't have to plan for quite as much food when they know rump's not coming. But <laughs> no, tickets are set to go on sale, single-game tickets, so you can get yours. Uh, but uh, we'll talk to Morgan Olson coming up in about 10 minutes or so about the Tin Caps 2023 summer schedule um oh okay so speaking of uh, going from one extreme to the other with summer weather going to winter's wrath we've got a major winter storm and it's really odd because here if all you're doing is paying attention to the fort wayne forecast you'd have no idea that if you go about an hour north you could be getting into blizzard conditions uh coming up on wednesday into thursday expecting uh Uh, Anywhere from 12 to 15 inches of snow. They're expecting winds of 35 miles per hour plus. And uh, the heart of the storm is supposed to be between Milwaukee and Green Bay. And the Mastodon schedule just so happens to work out that this is their road trip to take on Milwaukee on Thursday, Green Bay on Saturday. So the Dons are going to be going right into the teeth of the storm and uh, I keep getting updates that the bus departure is moving up, moving up, moving up. Uh, and now I may have to leave for the second hour of the show. No, actually, I won't. <laughs> but uh, it's it's getting close. They've run out of time, let's say, to depart on Wednesday. If they move it up anymore, it's going to be a Tuesday night departure sometime late tonight. But um, trying to get there before things, uh, before that storm wreaks havoc on uh, the Milwaukee area but huge uh, blizzard like conditions. So, Mastodons against the Milwaukee Panthers and the Green Bay Phoenix and these are two huge games. They're also the last two games on the schedule for the regular season. Mastodons are 8 and 10, but there's a whole crew of teams that are 9 and 9 and one team that is currently 10 and 8. And there's a good possibility that the 10 and 8 team might get beat twice. They fall to 10 and 10. The nine and nine, nine and nine, nine and nine, they could all end up ten and ten too if they split the weekend. So if the Mastodons can take care of business, they got a chance to get to 500 in the league and jump all the way from ninth place to fifth place, which could even give them a first-round bye in the Horizon League tournament. So a lot at stake in these games this week, and the Dons will show. Their ability to overcome adversity, no snowstorm, no olive can slow down this crew. Let's hope. (laughs) Knock on wood. Uh, Here's an interesting stat, too, about women's basketball at Purdue Fort Wayne. I happen to start to think it seems like a lot of fourth quarters, the Mastodons are winning of late. And so I went back and actually looked it up, Adam. And over the last 12 games, if you just took the fourth quarter score, the Mastodons are seven wins, two losses, two losses. And three ties. Seven and two with three ties in the fourth quarter. They are plus 67 in the fourth quarter of the last 12 games. So basically, they've won or tied 10 of their last 12 in the fourth quarter. They've only lost two of those 12. And they've got a plus 5.6 average margin just in the fourth quarter. They've been a very good fourth quarter team. And I think, I, I don't know what it says, but I think it says something positive. That if you can play well in the fourth quarter, down the stretch of ballgames, uh, you're never out of it. And if you've got the lead going into that fourth quarter, no team can, c- can catch up on you. If, you. if you're better than they are in the fourth quarter and you already start the quarter with a lead, you're going to protect that lead. Yeah, and I think it speaks to their conditioning and uh, physical ability now. You know, if they, they can come out with that intensity in the fourth quarter. and uh, Adjustments through the game. Yeah, that's As far too. as, you know, what kind of a defense they're running and who's guarding who. Maybe they make some switches along the way. But I, I thought that was an interesting stat that they have uh, been at least tied or better than their opponent in 10 of the last 12 games in the fourth quarter. 46862, Parkview Sports Medicine text line. It is Indiana and Michigan State tonight. Meeting number one went by uh, went to the Hoosiers by a final of 82 to 69 back on January 22nd. Trace Jackson Davis had 31, went 10 of 20 from the field, had 15 rebounds and a double double with four assists. IU also hit three point shots. They were nine of 15 on three pointers. They didn't have to shoot a bunch of them. Because they weren't doubling on Trace Jackson-Davis. I think that's going to be the key to tonight's game. Because I think Trace Jackson-Davis is going to see some aggressive double teams. And he's going to have to pick a shooter. And I think the Hoosiers are going to have to hit shots. Number two, I think the Hoosiers are also going to phase pressure. It may even include some full court pressure. I think Michigan throws the book at Indiana to see how they handle the Breslin Center, the pressure defense, to see if they'll cough the ball up because that will get Michigan State going. It will get their student section going. And the Breslin Center, where Michigan State, I think, has won 10 of 12 or 12 of 14. I think they've only lost twice at home this year. Uh, It can be a really tough place to play. So that is tonight. And, of course, our sister station, Big 92.3, has all the coverage of Indiana basketball with don fisher so if you want to catch indiana in action against michigan state you can hear it on the radio at big 92.3 coming up in hour number two kent sterling will join us also we've got blackhawk christian braves head coach matt roth coming up next we talk 10 caps baseball they've got some promotions and they can't wait to talk to us about it so we will do that with morgan Olson in assistant director of marketing and promotions who will join us next this is the sports rush on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm this is Kristen airy from the indiana pacers on fox sports indiana and you're listening to the sports rush with brett rump on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm of course the indiana pacers on their all-star break that magnificent all-star classic they put on the other night uh, snooze fest you know what's not going to be a snooze fest? It's going to be a summer at Parkview Field because, once again, the marketing and promotions department hitting it out of the park. How do you like that? I use a baseball analogy. There you go. Yeah, hitting it out of the park with a promotional schedule they just announced, and we get to talk to one of the brains behind it because it is Morgan Olson who's joining us on the guest line from the Tin Caps uh, Assistant Director of Marketing and Promotions. Morgan, Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm doing well, and I guess, you know, this is kind of like congratulations or this is like Christmas. This is one of those things where this has been worked on probably for, what, a year or better, and it it probably is a lot of anticipation behind the scenes, anxious to get the public response to all that work you've done.
2: Oh, yeah. There's some stuff that's been in the work for two years, and then there's some stuff that we just added in last minute. So
1: we've got a lot working for us. Let's talk about some of the promotions. And, of course, many of the favorites are the daily specials or the, you know, the Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Sundays uh, that are that are just staples on the schedule. And before we get to some of the special nights, let's talk about the return of the family feast nights on Tuesdays. U.S. Foods, of course, the sponsor of that with many of the popular uh, concession items discounted. But also, if I'm not mistaken, have they added another peanut-free night, or is it just uh, that it's gotten up to three? Because I I heard three peanut-free nights are on the schedule this year.
2: Yeah, we have three this year. We wanted to throw it around just, I know that we normally do it on Tuesdays just because it's easiest for our staff to make sure that the ballpark's completely clean with having no events before that. Um, And then we added on so they can enjoy fireworks one night, too. So I didn't want to just have it be... uh, just a U.S. Foods Family Feast night, but we wanted to make sure that those individuals that normally can't make their way out to the ballpark get to have a full show.
1: And, of course, Paws and Claws returns on Wednesdays, the Mm -hmm. ever-popular Thirsty Thursdays by Rudy's, and Autograph Sundays presented by Midwest Box Breaks. Those all come back, all popular with the fans, but let's talk about some of the specialty nights that are on the schedule this year. And, of course, there's two or three that, that stand out as new to me Uh, Is this the first year for the Indianapolis 500 uh, tribute? We actually
2: did it for the first time last season. Um, We have a partnership with the Colts and different things, so we thought, why not expand it to the IMS? We know that it's a huge um, Mm -hmm. fan base here in Fort Wayne, so we reached out to them, and they love the idea. They do something similar with the Indians down in Indy, so um they may or may not have said we do it a little bit better but um yeah so it was super cool we had staff come up from down there they had a show showcase car um their president came out and so we're just trying to top it from last season
1: and uh and all that is expected to return as part of this night on april 29th this year
2: yes it is we're hoping to add all that and then some we're trying really hard to get a driver up here
1: but uh-huh.
2: that's kind of up, to, up to them to figure that
1: one out. And I should correct myself, it's April 27th. I just can't read unless I look real close with my glasses. Um, all right, so the uh, schedule continues. Mental health awareness. And this is something that's been kind of a personal initiative uh, for the Chin Caps organization. What's involved with that night coming up on May 13th?
2: Yeah, so a lot of it is just starting conversations. A lot of it you'll see will be social media driven. We're working with Remedy Live and NAMI Fort Wayne um, just to kind of get conversations started and let people know that it's not, um, there's no one specific person that struggles with mental health. Um, we're all, whether you're a player on the field, a staff member in the office, or a fan in the stands, um, there's mental health is always something to be talked about. So we want to make sure that, that we're an open door and a safe place for those individuals.
1: And Colts at Bat returning once again this year. It's on the schedule for May 25th. What yep. For those that haven't been, what does a Colts at Bat night entail?
2: Yeah, um, we have previous players or active or um, alumni players come out. And then um, Colts cheerleaders, Blue will be here, sign some autographs, do some performances on the field. Um, and it just feels like you're down at Lucas Oil, but here at Parkview Field.
1: I think I want to put a vote in for whoever the number one draft pick is. Get them here. Uh, Let's go to Dino Night. Is that a new one?
2: That is new this year for us. Um, So we've seen a lot of different um, success from other teams that do it. And we have a really cool contact here in town where we're going to have some, uh, I want to say live dinosaurs, but obviously. (laughs) Um, But we'll have some dinos here at the ballpark. We'll have Science Central here doing some teaching, the different learning things. Um, So that one will be really fun.
1: You tell me Jurassic Park is fake, uh, no not at all. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to uh the daisies last year. It mm-hmm. was a really touching tribute to recognize the uh professional women's baseball league and and actually uh see those ladies gathered together on the field and you've got another tribute for the daisies coming up June third this year,
2: yeah, that one it it went so successful last year. It, we I don't know if we had our bar set that high, but whatever um, level of success we thought we were going to do, we hit it out of the park with that one. Um, to where we just want to do it even better this year. So we are focusing in on daisies and bringing out more players and family members of players. But we really want this to be a focus of women in sports. So we're trying really hard mm. to put together... Um, different elements where it's not just the baseball side. We have that because of the daisies and professional baseball, but um, we also want to highlight some other individuals, staff members, um, local players from the community, and different things like that.
1: That will be an awesome night. That's June 3rd. And then on June 4th, of course, the military appreciation game. And Mm -hmm. I know that uh, traditionally this has involved the military uh, families and all. Is that something that's on uh, the promotional calendar again?
2: Yeah, so um, with our sponsorship with Omnisource and Steel Dynamics and then the Padres, we're able to offer free tickets to um, military families and individuals. So those will be coming up soon and available within the next couple of days. But that's one of our favorites and a great partnership that we have.
1: And a, a prime day too, of uh, June 4th for uh, mm-hmm. Military Appreciation Day. All right, so let's get to one of the big ones because this <laughs> was a huge hit last year with the yep. sitcom night bringing in... One of the favorites, Stanley, from The Office, and you're following it up. Once again, very similar, bringing in someone from The Office. Tell us about TV yep. sitcom night on July 7th.
2: So we are bringing in Kate Flannery, who plays Meredith Palmer. Um, from The Office, we have seen success throughout the entire industry of these um, actors coming out. We had such great success with Leslie David Baker last year, who plays Stanley and. It's just fun to be able to interact with them and see how the community reacts. Um, so she'll be doing a VIP meet and greet and then a free meet and greet for photos only for fans. Um, we might have her involved in a couple things on the field and throwing out a first pitch. Um, we've heard that she's one of the best to work with. So we're excited to kind of see her in her element here at the ballpark.
1: Well, and I would imagine the success of that event last year and, and the the pure uh, fun that was had uh, mm-hmm. by, I call him Stanley because I can't remember his real name. but Yeah. But the fun that Stanley had, you have to think that that carries over. That people in the in the acting community will will eventually learn that. Hey, Fort Wayne's a really fun place to go for oh, a team yeah. caps promotion.
2: Yeah, that and I was with him the whole entire night. Picked him up from his hotel and everything, so it was super cool. And I know with Kate, she's doing. She'll be in Wisconsin on the sixth, here on the seventh, and then down in Indy on the eighth. So it's kind of minor league baseball taking over all the actors it seems like and we're just scheduling them
1: to get people to come to our ballparks <laughs> it does sound like a fun night uh and it was a ball last year all right so 90s night hey adam we got a night that's almost something <laughs> he'll show up in his diapers but 90s night i suppose all the music of the 90s which is of course i think where everybody thinks about the 90s but this also uh, is part of the Tin Caps history, and they'll be kind of recognizing that on the the 90s night on July 21st.
2: Oh, yeah. So that one, we know how much uh, Fort Wayne natives love the Wizards. I'm one of those. That's where I grew up going to baseball games. So I know how the Wizards have a special place in my heart. So we will be taking the field as the Fort Wayne Wizards that night. Um, We're going to have select merch in the store, We'll be doing some different things here and there that you'll get some elements of the castle and different things. Um, and just those vibes from 90s, whether it's the music, the sound that's going on. We'll bring out skippets on the field, different things like that. So kind of just a flashback to childhood.
1: Um, okay, so I'm, I'm voting Saved by the Bell will show up. And uh, <laughs> any chance of former Wizards that played in the 90s? Do you know?
2: We... Are working on some things, but I can let you know that you might see one of the former mascots in oh. the building that night.
1: Oh, well, there we go. And I I know uh, I know Wayne. I got to know Wayne pretty well when I was going to, t- to uh, Wizards games back in the 90s. Um, other highlights, Marvel Defenders of the Diamond. Uh, that comes back on July 18th. And I know this has become a big partnership with minor league baseball.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's really big. We actually have our own personalized Marvel logo. Um, So the players will be wearing that on the field with their hats. Those are in the team store now. It's super cool. It looks like Johnny's almost like in the Thor universe. Um, So we'll be taking over some superpowers that night.
1: And uh, Princess Knight, everybody knows what that is. But let's talk about this new one that we just had introduced to us last week. The Hoosier State Tenderloins. That is a weekend to start August What's that about? Who came up with this idea?
2: Yeah, so we know how much food identities in minor league baseball take over, Um, and so we are already an apple, which seems like a healthy choice, and so we sat in a room one day a couple years ago and we're throwing out different names of what is Fort Wayne known for, what is Indiana known for. So we said, obviously, Mr. Coney and tenderloins, but if you're not from Fort Wayne, you're like, well, Coney's aren't from Fort Wayne, they're from New York, different things like that. So we thought Tenderloins, and then we branched it off to go more along the state for your State, and we put together a logo, Tony Desplaines did, our creative director, and we all fell in love with it. It's super cool. It's obnoxious. It's insane, um, but it's something super cool. So we're going more for state fair. We're hoping for some rides here at the ballpark, some food vendors. Obviously, we'll have some Tenderloins on hand, um, but just kind of branch out to see what else weird thing that we could do and be super obnoxious and take over an entire (laughs) front panel of a hat what what else could be more ridiculous
1: and uh and are there special jerseys as well as the hat or is it just the the hat and the logo
2: there are special jerseys so um they're on our social media accounts right now they're super cool they are red white and blue themed um there's carnival aspects on the sleeves we have the sandwich on the front um, candy stripes on all of the red candy stripes on the jersey it has every county in indiana so we wanted to make sure that we had those little elements not just hey here's a big sandwich with a little bun but this is indiana this is the hoosiers we are proud of this so we wanted to make sure that we involved as much
1: as we could is uh, it a prerequisite that every minor league sports franchise has to have star wars night right
2: it is, and it's not. We just know it's a fan favorite, and no matter what, the fans are going to come and celebrate it, and they love every part of it.
1: <laughs> and uh, that is coming up on August 18th. Now, I know that this has everybody excited. Baseball's not that far away. You're counting down the days there at the TinCaps Caps offices, but uh, tickets are going to be going on sale, and I know there's a special uh, kickoff to the to the single-game ticket sales. Yeah,
2: our tickets officially go on sale on Friday, so this Friday at 8 a.m. Fans can come down to the ballpark and buy them in person, um, and they get a free breakfast in our suite-level lounge if they do purchase here in person. They're also available to purchase them online and over the phone, but we like to make kind of a celebration celebration. Party with it. So, if anyone wants to buy tickets or is planning on it, 8 a.m. on Friday, come down to the ballpark.
1: Sounds great, Morgan. Always appreciate the work that you and everyone in uh, marketing promotions does to put on an entertaining summer, and we look forward to another one down there at Parkview Field. Awesome. We do too. Just 49 days. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I told you they're counting it down. Morgan Olson joining us on our guest line. 49 days till the start of TinCast Baseball, and if I do the math correctly, that is seven weeks. Right? Come on, Adam. You gotta you're sitting there still. I'm debating, working on something on a- for one of our listeners, Brett. Okay. Well. We had a listener text in and say, How many Wednesday afternoon games will we play this year? They are convenient for me not having to drive at night. So I'm looking oh, up okay. that for a listener. And okay. you and you do your math and I throw a math question at you <laughs> which then you conveniently had an excuse for why you didn't want to have to answer or confirm. Exactly. It's seven weeks from today is the start of the Tin baseball season. There you go. We're going to take a timeout. Of course, we've got plenty still coming up. We've got your chance to win with Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia. We've got Kent Sterling joining us at 520. Matt Roth, coach of the Blackhawk Christian Braves, will be along around 535. Stay with us on this Tuesday. It's the Sports Rush, a 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is Purdue Fort Wayne men's basketball coach John Cole, And you're listening to the Sports Rush with Brett Rumpf on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm go dons coming up tonight we'll talk to men's basketball coach john kaufman we've got the mastodon's coaches show coming up right after the sports rush six o'clock you're invited to join us at the holiday inn purdue fort wayne right across from the memorial coliseum we'll be there from six to seven and sunday's hero damian shankui will kick off the show we'll also have men's basketball coach john kaufman and women's basketball coach Maria Marcassano, Both men and women going on the same road trip. Apparently, we both are gluttons for punishment because we're heading to Wisconsin to go face Olive. Actually, we're going to face the Milwaukee Panthers and the Green Bay Phoenix, but we may encounter this, this winter storm named by the Weather Channel as Winter Storm Olive. That's the That doesn't sound like a frightening name. Does? I was
0: just going to say that's the dumbest name for a storm I've ever heard in my life.
1: Yeah, next we'll have winter storm anchovies. And, uh, winter storm dry martini. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> uh, but it, it it doesn't seem all that threatening, winter storm olive. I think of Popeye's girlfriend. Yeah, olive oil. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. Uh, and, and she doesn't look the least bit threatening. But this storm is supposed to be 15 to 18 inches of snow, 35 mile per hour winds. Uh, it's supposed to be blizzard conditions, complete whiteout uh, very dangerous in uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, into Michigan, and then continuing all the way to the East Coast. So anybody that's north of Indiana, we're really getting a break on this one because the way the weather pattern is set up, we're going to be on the warm side. We actually might get a thunderstorm out of this on uh, Wednesday afternoon. But, uh, but, yeah, so the Mastodons will be traveling tomorrow Hopefully getting to Milwaukee and yeah. taking on the Panthers on Thursday night. That'll be an 8:30 tip. It's a late tip because it's part of a doubleheader. Women will play first, and then the men don't tip until 8:30. We've got coverage of the men starting with the pregame show at 8:15 on Thursday night. But uh, tonight, it's the Mastodon's Coaches Show. Join us in person at the Holiday Inn, Purdue-Fort Wayne, in the Mastodon Grill, just off the lobby. Nice, casual place to stop in, get a bite to eat, maybe a drink after work, and hang out with us for an hour. In fact, I I don't even know if we've got another show after this. We might have one more show, because next week, we're not going to have a show because of the schedule for the Horizon League Tournament. So, uh, this will be uh, possibly the last show of the year. Uh, Coming up then, after the Mastodons coaches show tonight, you've got a battle of two top uh, 20 ranked teams as Iowa State will take on Texas. That game will be on at 845 later tonight. And then tomorrow morning, don't be shocked by this. You're not getting a replay. It is live Comet hockey from South Carolina as the Comets take on the South Carolina Stingrays. That game will uh, puck drop at 10.30 tomorrow morning. It's a 13.80 The Fan exclusive.
0: That's awesome. Hey, can I correct you real quick? Oh, okay. Uh, well, that those rankings came out before this week's. So it's now oh. the number 23 Iowa State Cyclones taking on the number 8 Texas Longhorns. Before anyone else corrects you.
1: Well, yeah, I've but- been... But unfortunately, you just made it less of a dramatic event because now both teams' rankings have dropped. I'm nothing if I'm not honest. I'm just just going by what the coach, what our coach gave us. And our coach gave us 19 (laughs) and 6. In fact, we could probably say it's 10 versus 2, and there won't be too many people that would even know the difference. But uh, college basketball tonight for the Big 12, Iowa State and Texas on the radio. Here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Coming up on the other side of 5 o'clock, we've got uh, Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia. We certainly do. I've got to keep my winning streak going. I've not been beaten so far in 2023. (laughs) I don't believe. I don't know about that. Uh, I I don't remember. We'd have to go check the tape. Uh, Ken Sterling will join us at 520. Matt Roth from Blackhawk Christian also joining us In our next hour, it's a busy uh, 5 o'clock hour coming your way on a Tuesday. This is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.